the Chair 2 Leaders Podcast with your hosts, Danny Smith and Ben South. If you lead from the second chair or you work with those who do, this is a place for you. We're glad you're here for conversations about the church, ministry, life, and how we can serve better for God's kingdom. Welcome back to another episode of Chair 2 Leaders. Glad to have you listening in with us this week. I am Ben South, here with my good friend Danny Smith, hoping to just encourage you a little bit and push you forward in ministry. Danny, how are you this week? Hey, Ben. I am doing well. As always, glad to be uh, on the podcast and excited to talk about uh, some some fun things today, uh, hopefully to encourage our listeners. And uh, but yeah, I'm good. How are you doing? We are doing well. It's a busy time of year. You know, usually in the winter, it seems like ministry and things slow down. But the last few weeks have just been crazy. My daughter has a little cookie business she does out of our home. And so they have been swamped with orders for the upcoming holiday. So there have been uh, hundreds and hundreds of cookies being baked at my house. And so I stay out of the kitchen and my other, my son is in a basketball tournament that's coming up this next weekend. So we've got that going on and volleyball. It's just been a really busy couple of weeks, which is uh, yeah. made it crazy, but you know, that's just life. And that's part of having kids and being involved in activities and those kind of things. Yeah, no, I get it. We're right there with you. Last couple of weeks have been really, really busy for us. We've got some transitional things we're doing uh, as a family in the areas of uh, church planting and ministry and things like that. So that's just really taking a lot of our times. And uh, yeah, same thing for us, man, basketball and just extracurricular activities. And, you know, that's awfully kind of your daughter, you know, talking about that holiday coming up because my birthday is coming up and I didn't know she was baking all those cookies for me and that's really really kind of her well I'm, I'm not sure that was her intent her brother has a birthday oh, that, too and so she oh okay he, okay he keeps trying to think it's for his birthday too but no actually Valentine's Day is coming up and it's a big oh that's fun. right that's right so, <laughs> Um, we have, I guess that's a little bit bigger of a deal than my birthday, but uh, <laughs> my daughter was having to make like fifty something dozen cookies in the next goodness. week that's out. So it's it's crazy. And as a side note, I just got to say, if you go and you find Ben's uh, Facebook page, I, I know he's linked uh, there to his daughter's cookie business. I mean, these are for real cookies. Like these are the kind of cookies that people. Uh, pay good money for, and she does a great job with them. I know this is not the podcast about your daughter's cookies. I'm just saying, she does a great job with them. She did some the other day. It was for a birthday party, and uh, it was a little kid's birthday party, but they were having like a Christian band theme for their party, and she made some uh, cookies that were David Crowder's face with the beard and everything. Oh, that's funny. That's I'm sure funny. She'll post those later. Yeah. Well, but Valentine's Day is coming up. So, Danny, have you got your wife a Valentine's present yet? Well, you know, that's a whole nother. Uh, that's a whole nother podcast. Uh, that's that's the counseling, the marriage counseling podcast. I think we're gonna do. No, we we have it. You know, it's funny. I think like everybody else, uh, you know, you just try to make it from January from this big set of holidays we just had. And yeah, then you turn around and go, oh yeah, Valentine's Day is coming up and. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll have something uh, certainly ready for uh, to go that day. But, you know, it's interesting, um, even like my daughter and uh, our, my two sons, we, we, we've always tried to do a little something for them, um, you know, over the years. And, of course, now that they're in teen years, it's a, a little more of a challenge to find something. But, uh, yeah, it, it is definitely 
on the radar uh, in the budget to try to uh, to make something happen. Uh, what about you? Are, are you are you all set to go? Is Amy ready? Um, I I do not know if my wife is. She usually is better at buying presents and gifts and things, and she probably has the stuff for the kids already done. She's good about doing that. But I was just pleased that we got the Valentine boxes done for the kids for school. They had to take those this morning when we're recording this, and so I was up late last night doing a big Rubik's cube Valentine box. So oh, nice. Let's talk Valentine's and ministry. So it's one of those holidays. I think it's kind of sometimes it's odd maybe to to mention it and to deal with it at church. In our culture and society, we it's all over the place. But sometimes in the church we have done some good things around Valentine's, capitalizing on the holiday, uh, and see if there's any ministry ideas or suggestions that maybe this holiday season we could um used to reach people with the gospel uh, and to reach out and even just to minister to the people in our churches. Yeah, I do think it's a unique opportunity uh, to to really present the gospel to folks um, as, you know, these ideas of love and uh, cherishing those you love are kind of on everybody's uh, mind. And, and I think it's an opportunity to give a presentation uh, of the gospel in some really unique ways. There are people um, – and I, I maybe I'll phrase it this way. I think there's some unique opportunities because I think it's sort of easy to go and maybe focus on the married couples, focus on the the couples that are young and in love or the couples that are older and, you know, have made it many years. But there's a lot of folks that have been through some trauma in uh, their love life. And so it's a great opportunity. It's multifaceted. It is certainly a very unique holiday. It's not necessarily a Christmas or a Thanksgiving. And so, yeah, I think you can approach it from a lot of different ways. And I think you just have to go into it with this idea that, um, you know, for, would you agree maybe a very short period of time? This is a very short lived holiday. Um, It seems like maybe compared to some others, there's not necessarily a three day weekend around it. There's not necessarily a uh, a united American way to celebrate that particular holiday. And so I think that, uh, I, I don't know, I think it's a unique opportunity that churches and ministries can take advantage of. But maybe just thinking through your area of ministry, how can we how can we minister to folks during this um, short-lived holiday over the next week to, to really encourage, to help, and of course, again, to, to give a good testimony of the gospel. Yeah, I think you're right. It's one of those things that's kind of just crammed in here. It's the post-Christmas. Usually it's around Super Bowl if you're doing a big Super Bowl push. And so how do we use this time? And I think what I've seen most through the years is a lot of churches or ministries may do like a couple's retreat or a banquet or a dinner uh, for for couples, and that's a great thing to do. You could do some marriage enrichment around this time of year. You know, one of the things I think that would, is helpful when you do these is consider things such as child care. Make sure that you are taking care of the kids because if the couples are going to come, especially if they don't have family around, they're going to need somewhere for their kids to go, so that always becomes an issue. But I think it's that opportunity. Our church, we had planned before COVID came to start doing like a widows and widowers luncheon around Valentine's Day it was kind of our uh, our plan. We've not been able to launch it because through COVID that uh, target audience has been a lot more hesitant to get out and put themselves in large crowds. So we haven't re- 
launched that yet, but we're planning to come back to that, I believe, to do like a widow's luncheon and, and minister to them uh, in that time of year. Because it can be difficult for some people, too, if there's not that significant other in their life anymore who's gone on to glory. And so we, we as a church are trying to target that age group. And I, I've seen a lot of ministries do that kind of thing very well. Uh, they will do couple stuff, and you can make it a fun event too. It doesn't have to just be this always serious. You see it where you know they'll play games as couples and all these contests, and so there's a great opportunity to do that. And it can be even just a fellowship opportunity, as much as a hey, let's sit down, and let me give you a gospel presentation. It can be that living out the gospel life together type of a outreach or ministry, and then you can just say, hey, here celebrate that God honoring good, uh, faithful love within marriage and use the, the secular holiday as an opportunity to do that. Yeah, I love that. I, I love that idea of the practical part of the gospel. Yeah, that it, it is an opportunity to um, bring folks together who have lost someone, bring folks together who um, need that fellowship with one another. I, there's a church um, down in Laramie that uh, they do a really unique um, uh, Valentine's Day outreach to um, college-aged females on the campus there at the university. They call it Galentine's Day because of the gals and love what they do. Um, they they uh, make it pretty formal um, and it's just all girls. And then I think the guys sort of do sort of a guys night. Um, and these college ministers are both um, taking this, these two groups of people and really having a great time. There's the fellowship, there's the fun aspect of it, but just using it to help them even understand on this, on, on their end of, okay, you haven't entered into marriage yet. Maybe you've Maybe you've been in the dating world, but it's just been a great opportunity over the years to really encourage and help and strengthen. And, you know, remember maybe in high school when people would get flowers throughout the day, there was always people that didn't get flowers. And so events like that sometimes take um, that awkwardness away too. like, hey, we're all coming together and we're all going to enjoy this time. And so, yeah, I think I think just churches thinking through of in our context, what could be a really great way to to minister to folks. Um, yeah. Those families that would just love to have two hours to go eat dinner together without, you know, a kid pulling on their, you know, pants leg to, to you're know, yelling in the background. And so I think as churches, we do have an opportunity uh, to really encourage our community uh, by providing these uh, activities to let people find that friendship, to find that companionship, to find that fellowship. And so I think churches can use this and leverage it in a great way. Being at, you know, at Central there, because, you know, uh, over the years that you've been minister, what, besides maybe the, the widows and widowers of banquet and stuff, what have you done maybe as, at a ministry level? Um, during this uh, during this time, and so and and let me here I'll back that up even more. Um, have you seen some ways other ministers have even used this holiday to do any training or equipping uh, for folks? And if not, maybe that's something. Because I, I as I as I say that out loud, I gotta be honest, I'm not sure I've seen this holiday leveraged in a way to go. Hey, who's in our ministry? who's teaching, who's leading, who's helping, 
And what does a hollow day like this, what does it bring up? What does it do in their life? And I don't know, maybe this is another opportunity, not just activity wise, but maybe just at a ministry level of the people that serve in ministries to encourage them. Well, I know one of the things we have seen in our church, we have a group of deacons who their, their sole focus is for single mothers. And they, they really support them throughout major times in the year. Usually uh, at the beginning of the school year, they'll do something to help them with school supplies and stuff with their kids. Uh, at Christmas, there's usually something, gift cards and stuff to help the single moms there. And I believe Valentine's is one of those times they also will do usually a small gift, just kind of a, hey, thinking of you, your church loves you. Uh, gift from the this ministry to single moms, to single parents. They, I think they actually do include some single dads as well. But they will do like just a gift bag that's got you know some candy, uh, maybe a gift card, and just something simple to say, hey, we remember you. You're important to us. We know a day like this, even though it's a secular holiday to the large degree can be difficult for you in the situation in your church families here for you. So we have done some of those type of things. I think this is a holiday that's an opportunity to really just focus in on, okay, what is what, what do we want to celebrate in this? We want to celebrate God-honoring relationships. We want to celebrate people who are faithful to the kingdom. We want to celebrate marriages and homes that are faithful witnesses. And so I think there's opportunities to encourage that over the few days uh, as much as anything. is. I don't know that you have to have a big Valentine's outreach, Valentine's ministry, but I think you can use it at a specific time to celebrate the good God-honoring things. I think this time of year is also a, a time that student ministry, while you you may not even want to do like a big Valentine's banquet, sweetheart banquet, those kind of things, or ministry for the kids but you could leverage this time as even a fundraiser because parents need places for their kids to go use it in student ministry schedule a parents night out maybe not do it on valentine's but a few days one side or the other on a weekend and schedule a kids activity it could be hey parents for ten dollars you can drop your kids off for three hours and you can go have dinner and we'll watch your kids take care of them. And it becomes a fundraiser for student events, for student ministry, and an opportunity for you to, in those students, create leadership as well. Train them to lead. Train them to set up ministry, to plan things, to organize, to lead. So those are some other opportunities and ideas maybe that you could use around Valentine's. You know, when I was in student ministry, my wife and I, years ago, we would – we would take sort of the month of February and we would kind of leverage that for both parents and youth to talk about, um, and goodness, this is, this is 15 years ago. So, uh, things have changed dramatically even since then, but we would use it, um, trying to think the best way to say it. We, we would try to leverage that to kind of teach about what some of the ideas and concepts of love and sex and relationships are like, um, in secular society. And again, just in the last five, 10 years, things have just changed. Things haven't changed. It's become more mainstream. Some things that say, hey, these are things that are coming onto the scene are now fully onto the scene. And so that was a great opportunity to have conversation with parents because uh, sometimes parents were going, gosh, I didn't really know that's what that meant. You know, I've heard my kids joke that way. And so we, we've had that opportunity to even teach on it. So there's some ministries in the church that lend itself 
to be able to go, hey, let's talk about these relationships. Let's talk about love. Let's talk about sex. Now, with all that said, there's a bad way uh, to talk about all these things. And I, I got to say over the years that I've not necessarily uh, just I think most churches probably do it well. Most churches probably um, try to handle it well, but sometimes it doesn't. Uh, I saw a study one time or a guy doing a series of messages one time, and he he would preach from a bed on the stage. And, um, you know, it's evident what he was talking about and teaching about. And, you know, sometimes you can try to too much um, leverage a holiday or subject, and it just not – uh, not get its point across because of distractions. And I think that's an important thing on a holiday like this too, is um, we don't want to cause distractions with these things. And so I think there's, can I use the word prudence? I think there's some prudence we can use in discussing love, sex, marriage, relationships, singleness, um, and even the trauma that people in your congregation have um, and the folks that we minister to. And so all these events, all these activities, all these um, times of training, um, I think I think there is a, a a way to do it in a very bad way, but I, again, most churches I see try to do this honestly and as as with as much integrity as possible. So I don't know if you've seen anything done badly uh, over the years, but for the most part, I think churches really do want to handle these days and these times and these seasons well. This is a kind of a unique holiday because you mentioned earlier you, you get the Super Bowl and Valentine's Day, so um, you know. I don't know. I would say there's something for the guys and the girls, but uh, from what it looks like, uh, I think the Super Bowl might be a great uh, outreach event that can tie into Valentine's Day this year. They're right there by each other this year, so it's going to be coming up this next weekend. So it's it's a marketing it's a a marketing dream. You know, um, there's a church in our area doing a Super Bowl party, and they initially marketed it as a men's event, and they had a little bit of pushback saying, hey, we lady folks want to be a part of it too. So yeah, I think just leveraging these short-lived holidays like a Valentine's Day and and now even as we've kind of paired the Super Bowl with it, it's just opportunities to encourage, to help minister, and to make the gospel very practical to people. Yeah, and I think some of these little holidays like that, I think a lot of times if we do anything, we ignore them and we don't even mention them, bring them up. We don't even mention them or do anything with them. So there is opportunity in all these little things and it doesn't have to be big events, but there's, there's little opportunities for do little things and just a little, Hey, thinking of you encouragement messages, even on those holidays is a great way to do that. So some good thoughts there on Valentine's and ministry and little holidays. So Danny, is there a favorite Valentine candy? I mean, we have always, we talk candy for different holidays and Reese is always comes to the top. Is there anything specific for Valentine's that is a part of your holiday? Yeah. You know, it's funny over the years, um, you know, sometimes you ate candy as a kid and now you eat it and don't go, this is, this is awful. This is, this is like eating chalk, you know, with a little sugar in it. But I've always loved the little box of hearts with the messages on it. And um, and I don't like the sweet tart versions. I like the old chalky versions of it. Yeah, that's my favorite one. I like it for about, I think there's about a 36-hour window where I really enjoy it. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm done. Uh, I'm done for my till 36 hours next year. So I think that is definitely uh, my go-to candy for Valentine's. What about you? Uh, yeah, I just laugh at you. 
bad thing in your life. Like, happy Valentine's. Here's a box of chalk. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. But we did put a little funny message on it. So for me, it's always the little heart boxes of chocolates. I don't know. I've always liked the the mystery of am I getting what the box is saying? In yeah. The head? Am I what is in this candy? I've always kind of liked the mystery of those boxes of chocolates. So that's one of my favorites. Just a simple box of chocolates with different flavored candies around. Yeah, I've always uh, heard somebody say that life is. Like, like a box of chocolates, yeah. but uh, that's a movie. That's a movie. Well, you know, it could be a great uh, few days for folks for Valentine's Day. Just know that there are folks in your church that uh, will have a great, um, great day of celebrating. Uh, they've got the time. They've got the resources uh, to go and celebrate it well. And then there are folks that it brings up some memories not so good. And just having that wisdom and having that discernment. And writing a note to someone, um, you know, like you said, I love the idea of the, the deacons taking care of those single moms and, you know, helping them to um, just enjoy these days that sometimes can bring up some not so great memories. And so the church has a unique opportunity to really speak into these holidays and uh, to, to really have a, a witness. And we hope that you will use it uh, well. That's right. Thanks for listening in this week. Hope you'll catch us next time. Make sure you like and follow us on social media and comment and like us wherever you listen to podcasts that help other people find us as well. Hope you have a great week and we'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Chair 2 Leaders. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest updates and make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to Chair 2 Leaders wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.